this is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. episode of the glory in our stories this is episode 83 uh which puts uh puts us 17 episodes away from 100 so if you've been listening this far go ahead and go far back as the first episode check that out and catch up all the way into now it may take you a while um back then i was doing episodes that were almost two hours long um but after doing a little research changing things up a little bit decided it to minimize it to at least 40 minutes i think the shortest episode i have maybe 20 something minutes i'm not sure but it's been a while since i've actually done one uh with that uh, limited amount of time so go ahead and check it out uh but yeah we are approaching 100 episodes pretty soon so really really excited about that um, have something planned for the 100th episode uh that i think you all would appreciate so um, in light of everything that's going on, I thought that I would do an episode titled different hearts for different parts, different hearts, different hearts for different parts. If you follow me on Facebook and if you look at my picture, that is the um, picture on my actual page, like the background picture, not my profile, but the background picture. It's actually a post that somebody made and they put it on. I think it was a is the profile cover picture and from the looks of it. I think this was a Facebook post. I want to read it because it it basically captures how how I feel, how I felt about everything going on. Um, it says, I see a lot of action. I see a lot of support. I also see a lot of infighting. We can't tell people how infighting. We can't tell people how to feel or respond to what's going on. Stop worrying about what so-and-so is doing and worry about the matter at hand and what you're going to do. All pieces are a chessboard move differently. All pieces on the chessboard move differently. You don't attack a pawn for not moving enough spaces or be little or night for not moving in a straight line. Everyone must work to their strength. Not everyone is a protester or rider. Some people observe and strategize. Not everyone uses anger to fight back. Some people are healers and builders. Everyone is necessary. Balance is key. So when I saw that post, because I've been thinking to myself, how how do I feel about all this? And be honest, that's what really matters is how you feel. And I know we as a collective black community are frustrated. We're angry, you know, uh, due to George George Floyd's death um, and Ahmaud Arbery's death and the many others who have 
died um, in the hands of injustice. Um, we are very upset, very emotional, um, and we all have different ways of dealing with this, but collectively, this hurts. It hurts a lot. Um, but one thing that I realized was that my approach uh, was different. I mean, it hurt initially, but I was uh, an, um, quiet, uh, not because I didn't care. It was because I was processing. And for some of us, we can just fire as soon as something hits us. Um, but for others, it takes us a while to gather our thoughts, uh, gather our feelings and react. So I hope that we're not taking somebody's slow response as a no response. Uh, that is not true and that's not fair, especially those of us who are on the same team, who have who share the same idea of making things better than they were before. And it's time that we open our eyes to that. So I was thinking about and I never really watched the show. I remember glimpses of it as a child. Um, this was an 80s cartoon, if I'm not mistaken. It's called The Care Bears. And apparently all they did was in order to oppose their enemies or the villain, they would all stand in a line and link arms and say, I care. And I guess that's what they did. But they would shoot light. Light would shoot from their stomachs on some of their stomachs. It would be a rainbow or it'd be a cloud or it'd be a, the sun or something. But they responded in unison and. Um, they were fighting for the same cause, but they all had different parts to play in the overall picture and the overall objective. So I wanted to remind us that we all have different hearts for different parts. Uh, same thing occurs in the education system. You have your teachers, uh, you have your teacher assistants, uh, you have your parapros, uh, you have your principals. Um, you have your gym teachers, but gym teachers are not just gym teachers. They are educators, uh, as well. Um, you have your custodian crews, you have, uh, your superintendent, superintendent. Uh, but most importantly, you have your parents, parents play a role and the students play a role. So everybody is working together for the greater good of education, helping students evolve, uh, academically and as individuals. Um, we, everyone plays a part in that. So different hearts for different parts. Um, like my family, we're all different, uh, but we work well together. We all have different skills. We all have different things in our lives that we're very passionate about. I've always been passionate about writing. My mom has always been passionate uh, about God. Uh, my sisters have always been passionate about what they do Nat. Um, one of my sisters has always been passionate about the community. Um, my other sister has been uh, always passionate about math. Um, and But at the same time, each each thing that we're interested in, interested in involves people and relationships, which is the most important aspect. But because of our hearts, our different hearts, we play uh, we play um, different roles in society, different roles in our uh, intimate circle of, of friends and family um, even in our place of work we we play a specific role and I think we need to be reminded that it's okay 
to feel differently and think differently. And being on the same team is the most important thing. That's one thing I'm learning about marriage. Whenever we disagree or whatever uh, something happens and the person's like, you know what? I, I see your perspective, but I don't really agree with this or that. Uh, we have to constantly remind ourselves, hey, we're on the same team. We're in the same corner. And if there's an issue, we're fighting against uh, the same opposition. So um, being reminded of, of that really helps. The reason why the main reason why I wanted to do this episode was because I know a lot of people feel differently about what's going on. Um, case in point, my wife, my wife, for those of you who aren't um, who don't know, um, is half black, half Filipino. But because of the tone of her skin, um, she will be automatically viewed as a black person. Um, being a black descent, you can look at her like, man, she mixed with something, but I know she's black. And of course, a lot of people believe the one drop rule, which is, which is if you have one drop of blackness, uh, that means you are definitely black. Uh, but from the outside, um, there are people who are um, of mixed race, um, but they don't look the part. Yo, thank you for listening so far. Keep tuning in as we take a quick break and be right back. What up, T-Guys listeners? I have a question for you. What have you learned about yourself in the last three months that you haven't addressed over the last three years? Is it your eating habits? Is it the way you spend your time? Do you find yourself not liking what and who you've become? Don't let these revelations punish you, but provoke you to do better. Live better. The key question should be, are you happy? And are you doing everything to maintain that? Find your happy place in life and strive to help others do the same. We can't manipulate every circumstance, but we can alter our reactions to them. Let's fix our fractured perspectives amongst broken expectations. And now, back to the episode. If I'm not mistaken, I think the rapper Logic is half black. Um, but if you look at him um, from the surface, he does look like a young white man. And um, somebody may be conflicted knowing that he raps because I'm like, he's not black. I mean, he's part black, um, but that he's not completely black. My wife is part black but she's not fully black and the conflict that she has to experience is that a lot of people um if you know that she's mixed they ignore the part that they can't see which is the fact that she's filipino and i understand that and i mean i'm i'm completely black but i've i i've understand that because i've come across people who are of mixed race um but you can tell that they're black and they have a ma a mannerism that is highly acceptable in the black community um whether it's um the way you speak the way you walk the way you dress um cultural preferences um they um most people in the black community will find them acceptable and um, 
my my wife experiences this conflict of of having it being in a place where it feels as if you have to choose um i know there are some places in the united states where seeing a mixed couple is probably more common um than none um so if we lived in california or maybe in further north um and probably in the we live we basically live in the deep south but we we've i've lived here my entire life so i've uh, been accustomed to one perspective but my wife um, does share heritage uh, with both sides of her family one being black and one being filipino and in this fight for justice in this fight um, for mistreatment of blacks uh, during the black lives matter movement my wife understands it um, but since my wife isn't fully black she also understands that she's not just black but she's black and filipino and if we wanted to get very technical the percentage of a filipino in comparison to being being black is actually higher the percentage of her as a african-american is actually 40 something percent and uh, the percentage of filipino was 50 something 50 plus so um, technically if we wanted to use that to define her ethnicity she would probably be more Filipino than she is black. But her fight, and this is something that she's experiencing herself, and I'm pretty certain that she's not the only one. She feels that um, she has to join the overall fight because she's black. And she sympathizes and empathizes with the black movement. Um, just like most of us. Um, but there's also a different side of her. Uh, the thing is, a lot of people overlook that aspect because it's not theirs. Uh, like, say, for instance, my best man, Jesus uh, Ramos, uh, he's Mexican, uh, but his sons are biracial. His wife is black. And this is something that he has to put on the back burner sometimes because he lives in America. And you notice that most of us rather have people speaking our language, adhering to our way of life, opposed to um, expressing their and theirs, because most of us would view them as being prideful and not patriotic. And that's unfair. That's unfair. But going back to different hearts for different parts, they both have a heart for people. Um, they also have a heart for their own personal individuality as far as um, talents and gifts. Um, but they play different roles in life. And like again, they play different roles wherever they are. But we all have different responsibilities. And I'm learning that more and more uh, every day. And I remember typing in like a small list of people in history that all had different responsibilities. And I'm trying to um, trying to find it because I thought it was very, very interesting because we are so quick um, to 
pull people into a category based off how we feel, based off our assumptions and pray and based off our pre-existing um, perspectives. Uh, but if you even go back simply through the list of iconic individuals in the Bible, Moses, Esther, John, uh, Elijah uh, with the J, um, Solomon, Mary, mother of Jesus, Joseph, Jesus's father, uh, James Baldwin, stepping out of the Bible, um, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, going back, Abraham. Um, they all had different hearts for different parts. Um, and speaking of uh, racial injustice, uh, Malcolm and, and, and Martin had different hearts for different parts. They all had the same goal, which was to equal the playing field. And if you read uh, some articles and if you actually watch the X-Men or even read the X-Men franchise um, via the comic book, um, Xavier had a more calm approach towards having mutants accepted in the human race. Um, <laughs> Magneto, on the other hand, was uh, very upset. He had every right to based off his experience. And he was probably more aggressive than um, Xavier, um, uh, Professor X. And though their approaches and uh, a way and their uh, strategies are different, um, they're on the same team. They're on the same team. And sometimes we just completely overlook their different hearts for their different parts. And I believe that if we continue to focus on the primary objective, then we would be very quick to understand why somebody walks the way that they do, why they operate the way that they do. And to be honest, I'm pretty certain that somebody at some point had trouble dealing with me in the way that I operate. Um, one of my, <laughs> one of my exes, um, told me that I remember, um, she said that I can be very indecisive and, you know, in comparison to my wife, I'm not, but I can be. And that's something that I'm trying to change. Uh, once I made my mind up, I go full force. Nothing can stop me unless God says otherwise. Uh, but I can be I can be very um, indecisive, and I know that that annoys people. I know that I've annoyed my family, you know, especially as a little boy. Um, I know I, I've annoyed my sisters. I know I'm pretty certain I've annoyed my mother at some point. <laughs> but um, I'm definitely different for a reason, and um, but I always go back to somebody saying. Um, I think it was a movie of no it was a series and i don't think they released no it was a movie um the father of the main character said we are all villains in somebody's story no matter who we are we are somebody else's we are somebody's villain in their story um so even with the best intentions uh we we um we really we really try to um we, we end up hurting someone, you know, and that's 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 just the way it is. 
um, because we're human beings. I thought I'd take a pause right quick and just interject my interview. Uh, I just wanted to say that I didn't want to totally dismiss our behavior, um, but I did want to state that it is it is a part of our our nature uh, to be selfish at times. But if we choose to de- choose to desire desire uh, to put others first, um, the win then we will always be taken care of. Um, I do believe um, that regardless of what I do or what I say, uh, God is going to cover all my all my needs. Um, but if someone else um, makes it their objective to do the same, then it's something that we can pass on. So continue to listen to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories titled uh, Different Hearts for Different Parts. But one thing that I think that we really have to get a hold of is blaming people for not meeting our expectations. I believe we really have to stop doing that because there, everyone has their own perspective. Everyone has their go about their own pace as far as self evolution. And just because they have not reached this certain milestone in life doesn't mean they won't reach it at all. Um, but when you find out who shares the same passion as you do, same intent, it makes it easier again to adapt to their form of expression, uh, to their form of of uh, dealing with the issue. So, again, the main reason why I wanted to do this this episode, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, um, was that. This is something that I had to learn, and I don't mind stating this. Uh, my father and I are very different. We're very similar, similar, but we're de- very different. We both had different experiences. Uh, we both um, have different. We come from two different generations, and we're going to have different opinions. We're going to have different points of views, but there are a lot of things that my father says that make a lot of sense. Uh, a lot of things that I can get on board with and vice versa. And when you realize how much you have in common, it is so easy to move forward. It's so easy to progress. And thinking of the idea of having different hearts from different parts reminds us of what impact we all have not just in our families or in our community, but within our our um, our states, our regions, our countries, our continents, even the world. And if we continue to focus on that, if we continue to feed into that, then there will indeed be change. Um, just a, sh- uh, a quick update. If you are not following the news understand if you're not because so much is happening so much so much good and then there's um a lot of bad because that's what the news does um and um one thing that i've realized is that there have been a lot of changes you know since the black lives matter uh movement uh, peaked over the last few weeks Black Lives Matter movement has been going on for quite a few years, uh, but 
it struck a it struck a nerve. This struck a nerve of George Floyd's death. Struck a nerve. And I was just watching the video of Rodney King and Rodney King passed away uh years ago. Um but if you get an opportunity to watch anything or listen to anything concerning his life, it was a ripple effect. And it all and it stems all the way back um to his incident. I think it was in ninety one when he was stopped by a couple of cops and they have they have video of it, somebody recording it, and they're literally beating him with batons. Uh he was obviously unarmed. Um they said he did not obey the law, quote unquote. Uh, that's that justified their actions, but they can repeatedly beat him to the point where he had to be in a wheelchair. Um, he had to go under uh, medical, um, intense medical attention. Um, and because of that and the riots um, that followed and the men that were not that were exonerated, um, despite the the obvious video footage that supports um their convictions um he um his life just went he actually had a lot of run-ins with the law but it was reactionary to his initial experience um he even uh, pretty much used the money completely that he won in his settlement. I think it was um, one and a half million dollars uh, that he won in the settlement. And um, he he wasted it. Uh, I mean, he bought himself a house. I think he bought his mom a house. And um, the there was a reporter asking him, so you have anything left of it? And he was like, no, I don't. Um, I don't. And then he asked him, say, if there's anything you can change about that night, he was like, I, I would have never went out. I just would have never did it, man. And that's understandable. That's understandable. Um, but going back to now, we all have different hearts for different parts concerning this. There are a lot of us on the front line who are who are protesting. Um, uh, hopefully all of us uh, went out to vote uh, to initiate change, you know, try to change uh, the way legislation is set up so that it reflects equality uh looks at all of us uh, the same um we have a lot of us who actually work within those arenas who could have some pool who can have some influence to people who are willing to listen uh listen to us speak on this in a productive manner uh you have many of us who are artists who ex who we're supposed to reflect the times um our art is supposed to illustrate in its own uh, way um, the truth about what's going on. Um, being able to say what many people don't feel comfortable saying and exposing um, what a lot of people need to see. So we all have different um, responsibilities and we all have different accountabilities. And we need to continue uh, to do so. So one thing that I plan on doing um, as much as I possibly can is to use my writing um, to illustrate hope, to il illustrate heartbreak, to illustrate disappointment, 
because these are a real these are real initial feelings um and it's okay to feel but at some point we're gonna have to create something whether it's by document or whatever to show the world that we're serious about change and we've always been serious about this but it's still happening there's still issues in 2020 and you would have thought that this year would have been perfect i mean it's 2020 and everybody has so many different analogies concerning a 2020 vision where things are clear but maybe it is maybe it's clear maybe the clarity is that things are just screwed up and there's so much work we need to do so there are a lot of changes one of them a lot of uh, a lot of the confederate flags are being removed um from from flagpoles there's the confederate flag is being removed from the nascar arena nascar racing arena uh lady antebellum just changed their name uh so to speak um that's a different conversation um but everybody is making um adjustments to reflect their sincere their sincere um concern their sympathy and apathy towards the black lives matter movement um a lot of people have their own opinions about what's going on uh but the the bottom line is that we're hurting and we shouldn't have to yo tigas listeners if there is in any way you can contribute to the black lives matter movement uh do so uh check uh social media for local um opportunities um check your local news um, you can always type in black lives matter and it will direct you you can google it um it will direct you to sources um and ways to go about adding to the movement and spreading awareness because that's basically what we're trying to do and we're also trying to initiate change a lot has been changing since um protests and people have been stepping forward and and speaking their minds based off their experience and history um that has made a huge impact on our culture so um again if you want to add you know become the solution and not a part of the problem and now back to the episode um it shouldn't be like this we've come too far (laughs) we've come too far And I'm going to say this before I close because I thought it was very interesting. So I'm reading this daily devotion, um, devotional book that I got for Christmas. And of course, it's um, from 365 days a year. So I'm on um, day, you know, June 11th, uh, read June 10th yesterday, of course. But they have um, the, the devotion and then they have direct scripture from which uh, the devotion is derived. And then they have questions to help you self-reflect. And these questions have been very useful for me. They've exposed some some really deep-rooted issues that I have in my life, and I'm glad that they asked them instead of just telling me something and moving on. It's like the book is saying, so how do you feel about this? You know, that helps a lot. So one of the questions were, if... Um, how do you imagine heaven? What do you what do you think heaven is like? And my instant response was, I think heaven is earth without sin. 
Because if you go all the way back to the beginning with Adam and Eve, God's presence was here. We were in it. We were living in God's presence. And once um, sin tainted that, we were removed from it. And the analogy I gave my wife was that it's like a game. Like you're in this world and all of a sudden something happens and then the world just goes up into the sky and you're just somewhere completely different. Um, and the stage of, or the level that you're on is easily uh, manipulated. And that's how, that's how I feel. And like nobody really knows what heaven looks like. I mean, Jesus describes it saying that he he's going to uh, prepare room a room for us in a place of many rooms um, concerning heaven um, but as far as what it actually looks like we have not set eyes on it I don't even think we can fully imagine it but if I could I would say uh, to reiterate reiterate my response I believe heaven is earth without sin and that is the huge black umbrella um, above our heads is sin and within that sin is social injustice um racial discrimination and uh, um uh, sexism and um, p um hate against sexual orientation it's just a different orient like just it's just so much that's under that umbrella and um and on top of the umbrella it's just steady raining and steady pounding and we're just getting hit from all sides so I know I said I was going to let that be this last thing, but I just say this. We all have different responsibilities. Let's continue to focus on that. And let's continue to help each other. Let's continue to sign petitions, you know, to get things moving. Let's get, let's let's take this voting very seriously. Um, let's listen in you know, to what's going on politically. You don't have to be completely involved, involved, but at least be aware um, so that you'll know what you're voting for if you choose to do so. Um, and you'll also know what you support. Um, the root of my, of who and what I believe in is God and always will be. So when things happen out of habit, I used to just, express myself but I can't do it anymore because I've I've said some things completely off color and out of line and I said um if I would have taken my time that would have came out differently or something would have came out that's you know completely uh, opposite of that um but the point of of all of this is to basically say that the person standing next to you has a different agenda as far as how they're going to um, execute this primary objective. Every single person has a different approach, but the but the the objective is still the same. It is still the same, um, and we need to continuously pay attention to that. So, um, if you were to ask me how I feel about what's going on, um, I have my own opinion. But I am completely bothered by all of this. I just wish it didn't have to happen. I wish it didn't have to come to this. Um, but Jesus' death brought change for everyone, created an opportunity, opportunity for everyone. Um, 
the death of Martin Luther King sparked something. The death of Malcolm X sparked something. Um, unfortunately, you know, the death of Emmett Till sparked something. I wish death didn't have to bring about change, didn't have to bring about an understanding. If you all remember the Avengers Endgame, they had to go back in time and collect all the stones. And one stone that is the most difficult to obtain is the soul stone. Because that's exactly what you have to give up to get it. And there was a fight between um, um, Black Widow and Hawkeye. And they didn't know once they got there that that had to happen. But at that moment, they made a decision. And it ended up being Natalie. A black widow. And that's the sacrifice that they made in order to get that stone. And to be honest, all stones, all six stones still ended up in some way or another in the hands of Thanos. But only for a moment, though. Only for a moment. But her death wasn't made in vain. It wasn't. And the, the crew had to be reminded of that. So let's continue to do well so that death doesn't have to be necessary. And I just wish that it didn't, um, especially in order for everyone to get get the picture. So going back to the initial statement and the purpose of this episode, the title, Different Hearts for Different Parts. Let's respect our different hearts and our diff and appreciate our different parts. Um, and remember that we're all on the same page, that we're all fighting for the same thing. I hope and pray that we take the time to listen and to understand. Whenever somebody tells me something, I, I want to hear from both sides. Because no matter how monstrous somebody's actions are, they're still a human being. They deserve to be heard. But if I was, if I was George Floyd's wife, if I was Ahmaud Arbery's mother, if I was, um, man. If I was any of these parents that lost their kids, I don't know how how I would respond. I don't know how I would take that. I really don't. Man. But I do hope that I would. I I hope that I would initially I would eventually leave it up to God. I'm studying Job right now, and he's, um, Job is in a position where he's lost everything, and he's upset. He's upset. I don't think he's been 
completely disconnected from God. I don't think he's completely disconnected himself from God, but he's hurting. At one point, he wishes that he had, he, he would just die. He just get it over with. He even asks the question, like God, why are you why where you at, man? Why what why why are you letting this happen? And that's legit. That's uh that's valid. That's so valid. But Job does remind himself that hey, God is still in control. God is still God. He's still praiseworthy. But I know we can't see it now. So let's get through this. Um, and let's come out the other side changed, stronger, wiser. But also most importantly, I hope and pray that we continue to put together the answer to the question, which is what we really want, because that's what people are asking us. People that don't understand what's going on. They ask, what do you want? What do you want? Why are you doing this? Why do what do you want? We want justice. We want equality. That's what we want. We want appreciation. We want honor. We want respect. That's what we're fighting for. And, um, but that's very difficult to do when all of us within this group are not appreciating our different hearts for our different parts. So you all have a wonderful day. I hope this helped you in any way. Tune in um, for the, uh, the, the next episode um, after this. I'm not going to tell you who it is or what it is, uh, but continue to tune in. I enjoy doing these episodes again 17 episodes away from 100 uh, got something specifically planned for our centennial uh but please um check out as many episodes as you can you know go all the way back to one go to 20 go to 26 go to 37 go to 77 you know just enjoy um as you take in each individual's experience um and i hope that in some way that you're inspired so you all have a wonderful day Love each other, but most importantly, love yourself. Stay cool. Stay calm. Stay kind. Peace. Yo, thank you for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories.